All right, so Liam read it for us, and it's three easy steps to becoming a Christian. Easy. How do you do it? Number one, what does it say? In the the easy reader version, that's the E-R-V, it says, openly say Jesus is Lord. Okay, so that's step number one. Openly say that Jesus is Lord. Step number two, believe in your heart that God raised him from death. Again, the easy reader version. Number three, you will be saved. Easy enough. I'm done with my sermon, right? That's what I thought. What you are going to do is you're going to pull out your little brick that you have that you should have gotten on your way in. And the first question on the brick says, when, when? So when did you say Jesus is Lord? And if you don't have a story yet, leave it blank. Leave it blank. There'll be an opportunity at the end to fill it out. If you don't have a story yet, don't be afraid to leave it blank for right now. When did you say Jesus is Lord? For me, it was age eight, second grade, 19 something. Anyway, um, where, where did you believe or uh, say that you that Jesus is Lord? For me, it was Sunday school. Okay, so where? It could be anywhere. It could have been camp, wherever you came into relationship with Christ. And then the last one is how were you saved? And this might feel a little trickier, um, and it's kind of a weird question, a weird way to ask it. But if you were to tell someone how to become a Christian, you might give them this, this kind of answer. For me, I asked Jesus to forgive my sins, and I asked the Lord Jesus to be Lord of my life, and I believed that he rose from the dead. So it was a prayer. So I wrote down the word prayer on mine and then said a little bit more on here. So as I was thinking about us all doing this exercise, I was thinking, I know very few people's coming to Christ story that go to our church. It's terrible to say as a pastor at a church, um, but it's true. So Dave Sladke is going to come up and give us all the opportunity, if you would like, to share your story. And since you just wrote it down, it doesn't have to be that long. You can say it really quick. So come on up, Dave. He's going to um, give us a little spiel and help us make this happen. All right. Thank you for um, being a part of sharing the gospel this morning. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when someone actually said to me, how do you become a Christian? And I have had that moment of fumbling and bumbling and not knowing what to say, not knowing how to say it. And I feel like that's what happens every single time since. I've been doing youth ministry for 20 years and people do ask this question. I was always afraid I would say the wrong thing, that I would do it not the right way, but we have to realize it's not our job to say it perfectly. It is simply to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us and through us. And it is oftentimes in our imperfection and in our kind of haphazard way of trying to share the gospel that people come to Christ because they see that we're not perfect either. So I have drawn a couple of very imperfect pictures. Um, and so everybody can turn, pull out their 
uh, sermon notes, and I'm going to teach you three different ways that you can share the gospel fast and easy. You might have to practice it a few times, but you will be thankful that you have learned one of these if someone asks you, because it gives you at least some place to start, at least a way to fumble and bumble your way through this. So um, on the front page, you will see something that some of you maybe grew up with. This is the bridge illustration for those of you um, who don't know, have never seen it before. But the navigators put this out years and years and years ago, and I've actually used it uh, many times uh, to help lead someone to Christ. So the first little tiny picture there is if you look up on the screen, there's a little tiny stick figure. Now, it's very important to draw him small. He cannot be very big, okay? So he should be very small on the edge there. And this is, you can pretend this is like the Grand Canyon, okay? So that guy's there. And on the other side, you see the big word God on the other side. And we all are separated from relationship with God because of our sin. So that's that big gap in the middle. And if you see way down on the bottom, it says the wages of sin is death. So we, we have all fallen short. Sorry, Romans 3.23 is the first part that you fill in there. Uh, see, I'm already doing it horribly. Okay, um, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So you can fill in all sinned, fall, God. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the concept being is if we tried on our own, there is no way that we could bridge that gap. There's no way that we could jump over our sin and be with God. This is just an illustration. This isn't like exactly how it happens. Let me be clear. Down on the bottom there, it says Romans 6.23, 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. So all have sinned, and the wages of sin is death. So you can fill in, for the wages of sin is death. The cost of sin is death. And so if we were to take off, we were, if we were on the edge of the cliff at the Grand Canyon, and we took a flying leap, and we said, I can do it on my own, and ran as fast as we could, and tried to jump, we wouldn't make it. We cannot make it on our own. And so the cost of sin is death. Okay, so that's way down in the bottom, because that's what's going to happen when you hit the bottom. But here's the good news. Way up at the top, you'll see Romans 6, 5, sorry, Romans 5. (laughs) See, I'm telling you. Romans 5, 6 through 11. It says this. Jesus was willing to die for our sins while we were still in sin. So you can draw a big, huge cross down from the top of that. See, look at my great artwork. Eh? Eh? Okay, so you can draw your cross because the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. And that's where Romans 10.9 comes in. How do we get there? We confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. I've had moments where I had no, no idea that someone was going to actually 
want to become a Christian. I'll be just hanging out with them, and then they'll ask me. And I, I remember thinking, why are they asking me this right now? This is really not, we were doing something way different. I don't know why this is happening. But I've drawn this before to help people understand in the midst of a conversation. So the next, the next um, picture uh, is going to be a slightly more complex but I think you can do it because the junior hires um, did it this fall. So that's the inside of your, of your notes. So you can open that up. You'll have to practice that first one at home with each other over lunch. See if you can lead each other to Christ. Okay, so one of the things that has helped is, is to have the verses memorized that we, have, that we have been going through over the last three, four weeks here. So you can memorize the scripture, learn how to draw a picture. You just learned how to draw a picture, right? So we're going to draw another one. And then the last thing that we did at the beginning was learn to tell your story. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more too. So now I'm jumping to slide 14. Am I there? Am I there? Did I confuse you, Barry? I jumped around. Okay. The first thing you're going to draw um, for this one... Oh, no, sorry. We already did that. I jumped way ahead. There, you were right. Okay. So you're going to draw a big crown for this first, this first part here. And this is um, representing that God is the king of all creation because he created everything. He created the world. And there's little Adam and Eve there. He created Adam and Eve. And so you can draw the, the world underneath um, that big, huge crown. Make sure the crown is really big. It's important for later. And that Adam and Eve are small. I know they're really, they look like giants according to the scale of this, but draw it however you want. Okay. Then something happened with Adam and Eve, and they did not want to obey God. And so they put a big X over the God crown, over, um, over the crown that was basically saying he's the king of kings. He said, no, I don't, I don't want God to be my king anymore. I want to be my own boss. Has anybody said that before? Have anybody heard their child say that before? I'm the boss. You're not the boss of me, right? Yeah. Guess what? God is the boss of us, and he is in charge. Just um, remember that. But um, Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, and they put on their little crowns, and they said, I want to be the boss. And that is Romans 3.23. That can be the connection. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, so this is really a sad, a sad picture that comes up next here. So there's poor Adam and Eve. They're blown up now, like not blown up. <laughs> They're, they're bigger now. So they, the wages of sin is death. Remember in the other picture when we tried to do it on our own, we, f- we fall. We can't make it on our own. So the wages of sin is death, it says in Romans 6.23. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. Everybody keeping up with this great artwork? You're drawing some amazing pictures? Okay. Here's the good news. Jesus came to earth to die for our sin. Jesus came to earth to die for our sin. So I drew it this way with um, the, the earth and the cross and a crown because he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Um, you can actually find this 
um, online, and it's called Two Ways to Live, and they draw it a little bit differently. But if you want to you want to find it, you can Google Two Ways to Live. So this is why this one's called Two Ways to Live. Oh, the, the scripture that goes along with that is Romans five six through eleven. Jesus Christ came at the right time and died for our sin. So this is why it's called Two Ways to Live. You have a choice. You can be your own boss, so draw a little stick figure with a little crown. You can be your own boss of your life. And you can say you don't care what God has to say, and you will suffer the consequences. The wages of sin is death. Or you can confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. Okay, so that's where you draw the cross and the crown again, acknowledging that he is Lord of your life and that he is in charge of your life. Look at you. You already know two ways to share the gospel. That was really fast, wasn't it? And you already practiced the first one, or the at the beginning, the last one, sorry. Your story 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone, everyone who asks you to give you the reason for the hope that you have. So below you can write down just what you did on your little brick. When did it happen? When did you say Jesus is Lord? Where did it happen? Where did you say that Jesus was Lord of your life? And then how? How did it happen? And then I put the verses over on on the right-hand side, Romans 3.23, for all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that might be, you can draw a line to where it makes sense in your story. So for me, when I was eight years old, I knew I had sinned. Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Where was I? In Sunday school, I was told about the cost of my sin. Romans 6.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How? I was told the good news that Jesus had come to die for my sin. Romans 5.6-9. I prayed and confessed with my mouth that Jesus was, is Lord and believed in my heart that God raised him from the de- dead and that day I became a Christian, Romans 10.9. Now, if you're here today and you've never confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, or you've never believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can become a Christian right here, right now, today. And since this prayer is still true for all of us, we could all pray this prayer again together. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I know that I have sinned and I need forgiveness. Today, I confess you are Lord and believe in my heart that God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. And now I know your word promises I am saved. Amen. So if you've never prayed that prayer before, or maybe your story is like Kathy's story that you 
needed a renewal of faith. That you could write on your stone today, today would be your when. Naperville Covenant Church would be your where. How? I prayed with the whole congregation (laughs) and believed in my heart that God raised him from the dead and I was saved. So this leads me to my next piece of exciting news. If you just came to Christ this morning, you actually get to join us in the great feast that Jesus Christ gave to us to remind us that he died for our sins, that he went to the cross for us. You can enter into communion today if you have that relationship with Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Lord Jesus Christ, we come before you and we thank you that you are a God of grace and mercy and love and that you are willing to go to the cross for us. May this morning as we take this bread and this cup, may we be aware of the great sacrifice you made on our behalf. In your holy name we pray, amen. And Jesus said, because you believed, you are now saved from your sins. Go in peace.